Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Hoops Journey. What Chris Joseph wants, Chris Joseph gets. So we have a Toronto legend, to me a young man, but everybody's a young man these days because I'm just getting <laughs> nothing but older, representing Jane and Finch, played for our nation many times, um, suited up across overseas, played in our pro leagues here, a competitor and a warrior, played high-level Division One basketball, and not only that, a gentleman who has an amazing story, and that's kind of the reason we want to get him on, other than him being a fantastic hooper. And, you know, from what we've heard in the interviews, we've seen a very outgoing, fine young man. Um, we are blessed and honored to have no other Mr. Junior Cadugan with us today. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. And you? I'm good, man. Life is busy, but uh, no complaints. You know, we just laughed before we started here about <laughs> our lives and you're in currently in dad mode while we do this and I'm just finishing work. But you know what? The After the last couple of years we've had, there's nothing you can do but look back and reflect and be thankful for all that we have at this point, I think. I don't know how you feel about that. Exactly, man. Just just be blessed to be alive, man. Thank God every day for, for, you know, keeping you alive and, you know, hopefully healthy and just thank God, man. 100%. And just coming off, uh, you know, Easter weekend, what's your life like these days? Where are you at? What are you doing? How's the family? And uh, how's everyone sort of slowly as we transition from two years of, you know, a crazy COVID time and getting yourself and your life somewhat back to normal, although you've been hooping in between and, right, you know, you've right. had a unique experience with that as well, which we'll probably touch right. on too. But how are you and your family doing? You know, every everyone's, you know, mentally good for the most part. Um, my kids are, you know, starting to get excited because they could be outside in the real world now, get to go to like, you know, play places and, you know, meet other kids and go to the playgrounds and, you know, stuff like that. You know, for the most part, we're just getting ready to, you know, go to Newfoundland because I signed with the Newfoundland Growlers for the CEBL. So, you know, just getting prepared to go out there and, you know, spend the summer out there. Yeah, it's weird when you got young ones and you, we, you know, you think like 90% of their life is socialization, right? And meeting other kids, right. learning how to share, you know, exactly. fighting over toys, you know, whatever it is. But we've had times as, as young parents trying to like, we have to pull back on those things. It's weird, right? Just to say, mm-hmm. no, don't touch that or yeah. can't do that. Or no, yeah. we can't go, we can't <laughs> go play with your friend. Like so weird to think that that would actually be something right but kids are in a lot of ways i think more resilient than we are you know mm-hmm. what i mean like they brush that yeah. stuff off and i'm sure your kids will be right back into it like it never even happened and they're still at a young age where hopefully it won't affect them that much um you know i have a five-year-old too so hopefully they'll mm-hmm. this will just be a blast in the past when they're when they're old like me exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly right on man. yeah Well, let's get right into it, man. Tell tell the people, you know, this is a, a heavy West Coast podcast, but I'm honored when we get people from all over the country because we want this thing to blow up. So mm-hmm. get someone like you with your name attached to it. It's great. And your story is amazing. So let the listeners know what was your life like as a young guy um, and how did basketball sort of start to come into your life and, and be part of, you know, essentially who you are and how that ball just got attached to your hip 24-7. For for my story, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna try not to like take up your whole all your time, but it, it, it's it's quite a journey, man. So I'm gonna try my best to like kind of crunch it a little bit. Okay? Yeah, please do, man. Whatever, it's your story. So all right, so the people are still listening at this point, so you're good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm um, Junior Kidugan. I uh, 
I, I was born in Toronto, Ontario. Grew up in the area of Jane and Finch, single mother home. I got two brothers, and the eldest is my my sister. I pretty much picked up basketball from um, you know following my brother. He used to compete. He played um, high school basketball at George Harvey, and at the time, uh, Runnymede High School was a, a powerhouse in the nineties. So yes, sir. Like, there's times where he would. Uh, Cause in kindergarten it was half day, so there's times where he would uh, pick me up, you know, after my half day school, and you know, bring me to the games, and you know, have one of his uh, friends, uh, you know, watching me while while I'm watching him play, right? Mm. So, you know, me watching him play high school basketball really put the the battery in my back and really like had me like you know wanting to play basketball and pick up the basketball, and you know, it all started off of you know playing in the hallways in my apartment building, you know playing with the kids outside and from we moved from our first neighborhood which was our first neighborhood was Jane and Wolner from we moved from there and and went to Jane and Finch that's where it really all sparked because you know there were more kids of my age that that really like played basketball and enjoyed it so you know I'm going outside every day playing against kids that are playing basketball every day so you know, that's basically like working out every day so you know once that happened and we moved to Jane and Finch I uh, went through elementary, and as I got to middle school, when I hit eighth grade, this is where the journey really started. Uh, my middle school, Oakdale Middle School, Oakdale Park Middle School, had a tournament at um, a basketball tournament at Eastern Commerce. It was like the top schools, the top middle schools around the city competing in, in like a tournament slash showcase. But everyone knows the goal is to. <laughs> the goal is for big dog to to, yeah. to see you and uh you know be like yo that's the one right so right. <laughs> so uh my middle school goes to eastern commerce for a tournament and i'm tearing it up man i'm like man i gotta i gotta get in that office there like i gotta talk to to you know the legend coach rana right so yeah i end up killing the tournament i get mvp you know, I end up, uh, you know, reaching my goal and, you know, getting the opportunity to talk to Coach Rana. And, you know, Coach Rana was telling me uh, what Eastern Commerce is about, really high on basketball, you know, education, trying to get you to the next level. So, you know, after I finished middle school, I, uh, I'm i trying to figure out what high school to go to. And one of my friends that grew up in Jenna Finch was already playing at Eastern Commerce. His name is uh, Keaton Cole. And at the time, Keaton was the starting point guard for the for the junior team. So I had to uh, convince my mom to tell her, don't worry, you know, Keaton, me and Keaton could take the bus in the morning. You know, everything's going to be OK because he was part. He was from the north side of Jane Finch and I'm from the south. So we'll just meet in between and take the bus together. So when I made that decision to go to Eastern Commerce, I had to that the sacrifice started from then because I, uh, my little brother was just born and he was about three, four years old. And uh, he had to, three years old and he had to, uh, I had to wake up in the morning at 6 a.m., get my little brother ready for uh, daycare, make sure he has all his stuff for daycare, take my little brother to daycare, and then meet Keaton at the bus stop so we could take the bus an hour away to go to high school. So it was just the commitment from there. And, you know, as I got to... Uh, to Eastern and um, got inter- get started to build a relationship with um, Coach Rana and, you know, Coach Trevor Bullen. Uh, uh, playing juniors um, really gave me 
you know, huge recognition because um, I'm just coming in out of high school and I'm like dominating juniors. So I asked Coach Rana, like, you know, can I play seniors? Like, this is too easy. Like, you know, can I play seniors? <laughs> He's like, you know, the swag, like the swag, everything is going. Cause like, I'm like in high school and like, you know, I'm, I'm dominating. So I'm like, man, so Coach Rana, can I play seniors? He's like, nah, you can't play seniors. It's more of a seniority thing, you know? I'm like, all right, cool. So that even got me even, uh, you know, more ups- more upset because I knew I could compete on the, the senior level, but I ended up playing junior. So we end up winning cities, we winning all the tournaments and stuff like that. So after my uh, my uh, freshman year in high school, you know, the hype was all there. At the, at the time, they had a magazine named The Dish, which uh, that was going around to, to different, different high schools. It was my boy, um, Alex Hill. His father was... Uh, doing that magazine so like you know the recognition was there so after after grade nine um, so you're starting to feel it already huh just at that age you can feel the hype yeah start, yeah, yeah like, building I'm, like yeah exactly when i when i'm when i'm at eastern commerce i could start to feel like the thing building right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. after my my freshman year you know going through the season and you know being in that that local magazine the dish and being in toronto star things are growing and after that uh, I started playing AAU with a uh, coach, Ro Russell. Mm. Right. So um, once I started playing AAU with coach Ro Russell, I started to get on a, a, a bigger stage because like every weekend I would go, I'd be playing against like top, top, top tier kids my age, you know, because like the AAU team had the recognition. So coach Rana was putting me on on a stage to be successful in Canada and Coach Rowe was putting me on the stage to be successful in the U.S. So I was getting, they're bo- both bringing two different things to the table. So as I, after grade nine, that summer, I'm playing AAU. And then Coach Rana brings up something that I never even heard about. Like if I didn't go to Eastern Commerce, I, I don't think that I would I would even know about this. It's some, it was uh, basically the training camp for, to be on the Ontario team. It's called the JDP NDP teams so coach rana said uh, he was like yeah the ndp team is one year the guys are going to be one year older than you but you could still get invited to uh, try out right mm-hmm. so that summer i get to uh, ndp camp which is the basically the starting stem of getting to the national team i'm in ndp camp i'm, I'm doing really well you know i make the team as a as a as a as a 14 year old i get on the team uh from ndp camp i make it to the ontario team we end up winning the gold medal in nova scotia at, at, at nationals uh, i end up being on the first team um all, all canadian team and then from there i end up getting a call to the junior national team so from it's happening fast school, man Things are from happening. Middle fast. school, yeah, it, it, it's happening so fast. From middle school to dominating middle school to getting to Eastern, winning everything in juniors. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Mm. After winning everything in juniors, Coach Rana put me on the stage again. He brought me to Offsa. He brought me to Four A Offsa, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we won a gold medal for Four A Offsa. And I had a little part in that. He 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 let me play you know, garbage minutes and stuff, but that still meant a lot to me because, you know, at the beginning I wanted to play seniors, right? So mm-hmm. all that is going on, all those accomplishments are going on. 
And then after I come home from winning the gold medal for Team Ontario from Nova Scotia that summer, um, August, a tragedy happened. And my there's uh, actually like a, a full-on drive-by shooting at my house. Four-year-old brother got uh, shot five times. Uh, and that was like, man, it's it's crazy how things could be going so good. And then at the snap, it's like, you know, that, that mm-hmm. happened. So like uh, once that happened i didn't know where like where to go like where like what to do mentally i had a lot of thoughts in my head you know growing up in the neighborhood it's always about like you know you have those bad thoughts in your head so i was like man like you know should i continue playing this basketball stuff or should i go back to the streets and like you know do bad stuff so i had a conversation with coach Rowe. i had a conversation with basically all my coaches but at, at the end of the day you know i had to i had to take my my talents across the border because like it was just you know safer over there and i also built up the recognition to be a top 10 player for my age group in my um sorry for, for my age group in in america itself so the plan was to to go anyways. And once that tragedy happened, you know, I just had to get up and go. So that was my little journey, my little high school journey in Canada. If I had it, <laughs> if I had it different, I would love to, you know, for sure go to Eastern for four years and, you know, win officers and stuff. But unfortunately, I, you know, I had to, I had to make the move to, to go to prep school, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, it, you never know. And life, I think you make such a great point about just you get caught up in all the excitement and the good things happening. And then all of a sudden something really drastic, like you and your family like that. And that's, that's hard. That's that reality. And how do you at a young age make those choices? Is it, are you leaning on your mom and your family and the coaches around you? Or do you know in your heart that it's the right thing to do? I mean, you touched on that a little bit about just sort of you know, and for those that don't know the Jane and Finch area, right, just being kind of a rougher area and, and that people can get caught up pretty quick. So how do you decide that or are you using other people around to help you, you know, make that decision and know that that's what's best for you? From my, also from my decision to uh, go to, to school in the States, it made it a, a little bit easier because my one partner in crime that I was going to war with, you know, on weekends was, you know, Olu Ashley, you know, Love and... It. What 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 is crazy is like I was sitting down watching NBA one time I think and I'm watching the score. No, I'm watching highlights and I'm watching the score. I see this six eight muscle guy looking dude on TV saying that he's in high school, got a full documentary, and I'm like, mom, 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 look at this guy. Like this guy's in high school and he has a full story. Like like where like who is this guy? You know, like I want to I want to be like that too. Yeah. So I end up, you know, connecting with Olu through Coach Rowe because his brother had played AAU together. So when Olu was in a community Christian in Atlanta, he already had the experience. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to that school because we're connected through AAU coaches. And, um, you know, I trust that, you know, we could have a bond together. So now I, I get to I get to Atlanta in grade nine. <laughs> as soon as I get to Atlanta. As soon as the word's out that um, I'm attending school, boom, USA Today, first team off preseason freshman team. What? Boom, the Slam magazine tells me that they're going to have a LeBron issue that they want me to, they want to do a five-page article on me in the Slam. I see you in those baggy shorts. I see you in those baggy shorts, the throwbacks. Mind you, I'm going through the tragedy. Yeah. Leaving home. 
no no really phone plan yeah. uh no no ig at the time mm. none of that just me and my boy olu he's helping me trying to figure it out so when i'm in atlanta and i'm doing these magazine shoots and i'm getting all this recognition i'm still calling home calling coach ronnie calling my mom like i can't do this i want to come back home like i can't i can't be away like at wild going through this like i need to like i need to see my little brother da, 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 da. so i'm going through all that as a ninth grader you know getting all this recognition i end up still having a good freshman season you know keep my ranking up and stuff and after my freshman year in high school i come back home for the summer and i get a call i get a call saying that yeah uh, we know that you played at Eastern Conference. You had a good Ontario team camp. You're, like, you're really building up recognition. I'm going to bring you into national team men's training camp. <laughs> this is, I'm 15 at the time. <laughs> Coach Leo Routes called. You can't even say that me. without laughing to this day. It's like, it's like crazy to think of, man. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> Coach Leo Routes calls me, asks to talk to my mom and asking my mom if, you know, Junior could come to men's training camp. You know, I know he's 15 years old, but we'll take care of him. Everything will be fine. So I, I, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the guy that I, the guy that I looked up to, look up to, and he was, he's from my neighborhood, Denham Brown, went to UConn. Oh, no. Is reporting to training camp, and I'm a, a teenage kid, just like, huh? About to be in camp with you? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> <this is> crazy, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, 15 wow, years man. old after my freshman year, I end, I attend national team training camp. I have a good camp, you know. I'm actually like, you know, competing and you know, showing that I belong. So. Leo's really trying to like push the issue, like trying to like get me on this team or whatever. You know, I think I end up getting plantar fasciitis or something, and I think it was too much for me at the time. So I actually got treatment, you know, and then, you know, left camp and, you know, actually got ready to, you know, hit the circuit again. But, you know, that was a wonderful experience. Like that really, you know, sparked my confidence and, you know, sparked everything about me because I'm like the best players in Canada and I'm 15 and I'm with these guys. So, like, after that, you know, I just took off really and just, you know, started to play my game and, you know, started to build up more recognition, more recognition. And as I got to my my sophomore year in high school, something had gone rocky at school. So, you know, towards like the end of July, wait, towards the end of June, my, my AU coach is telling me that my school, there's an issue between my AD and my head coach. So we're going to have to move schools. So I don't know if you heard about ABCD camp. Of course. Yeah, so yeah, my yeah. first ABCD camp was in eighth grade, right? So me and Lance Stevenson are the only, the only ones that are, are there, you know, in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the time I get to my third ABCD camp, me and me and Oash is uh, free agents, basically, and trying to figure out like what guys we could team up. The goal was <laughs> to come out of camp with a guy that we could team up with to go to school with, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> So we're at camp and me and him is like plotting recruiting and, and then having conversations to see like, all right, yo, all right, no, not that, not that guy. You know, we need, we need a bigger guy. So boom, we get through camp and man, we're in camp and this guy is catching lobs, blocking shots, running the floor. And we're like, yo, who the heck is that guy? So we're like, Coach Rowe, who is that guy? And he's like, 
that's DeAndre Jordan. He, he he's coming up, man. Like you know, he's he's raw. He's a raw talent. I'm like, we're like, that's the guy we got to go to school with, you know. So boom, we have a conversation with DeAndre. He's trying to figure out what prep school he wants to go to. We're, so we're like, yo, let's find a prep school. So we connect with their AAU coaches. There was a prep school in Humble, Texas. Uh, it was a Christian Life Center Academy, and he was from Houston. So he's like, yo, that's the school. We're like, all right, we're coming, we're coming, da 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 da. We get together, boom. I'm enrolling in, into high school in sophomore year. DeAndre Jordan's on my team. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan's going to school with me, you know what I'm saying? And we have a blast. Like, he's a down-to-earth guy, but, like, that's even more recognition, right, that we're bringing to our school. So, boom, get through, th- get, get through sophomore year get through sophomore year and then I come back home and obviously I got to uh, do junior national team. So I'm with the junior national team now, a uh, sophomore season and we're competing. But like at the time, you know, we were, we were frail, you know, we're just, we're just getting on the map. So, you know, we're, we're going against uh, OJ Mayo, Mike Conley, Greg Golden, Kevin Love, you know, the whole, the whole bang, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going through, uh, we're playing against those guys in the summertime. And, you know, we're obviously, you know, we're getting beat down. Like they're way bigger, way physical. And, you know, I'm telling my guys like, yo, like one day, like, you know, we're going to, we're going to be up there right with them. Like, you know, like every time I go to an All-American camp or something, I tell them like, yeah, there's a lot of guys across the border, but they just don't have the opportunities we have. Like y'all going to see one day, right? (laughs) So boom, we're at playing against those guys, getting smacked up, you know, <laughs> competing though at a high level. Sophomore year goes by. Junior year, um, we make it to, I think it was, uh, junior year actually was DeAndre Jordan's last year. We dominate. We win the state championship. He ends up going to, I have a really good season. He ends up going to uh, Texas A&M. That summer, my last junior national team summer, we end up, uh, playing in the FIBA Americas in San Antonio. And then we lost to the USA for third place. But at 17 the, uh, a game, at, though. <laughs> okay. You got it down. Come on now. You got it down, baby. We got like to do like a little that. bit of homework. Come on. I like that. I like that. You know, so we, we made projects every year, you know. So I get to uh, my senior year, my senior year of high school, and you know I have a really good year. Uh, end up winning a national championship, uh, MVP. Um, get getting selected to uh, Reebok All American camp, um, McDonald's All American nominee, and I'm I'm trying to figure out at this point I'm trying to figure out what school should I go to. So I narrowed it down to uh, Louisville. Uh, Coach Patino and Marquette uh, Buzz Williams. So I didn't really know where I was going to go. We end up having uh, my last AAU tournament in Las Vegas, Super 64. Got Tristan Thompson, Mike Cabongo, Brady Heslip, a whole bunch of us. And we go to Super 64 and we're the underdog. And then we end up, you know, winning Super 64. Um, I ended up being the top five player in Vegas. And the last game in the finals was crazy because Peyton Siva and, uh, yes. was, had, had Louisville in his top 
sorry, um, I had Louisville, my top. We're going against each other. Buzz Williams and Coach Patino is standing right beside each other. <laughs> <laughs> standing right beside each other. Like, drooling, like, yo, these are our point guards for the future. So, boom, I'm playing against Peyton Siva. We end up being beating Siva's team in the finals. And, man, this guy with so much joy just, he's like, I don't care. I don't care if it's a violation. I'm coming up to you, showing, telling you, you're a dog. You're a dog. That's all, that's all I have to say. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, damn, his energy is like, that's my energy right there, you know? Mm-hmm. So I end up taking an official visit to Louisville. It was, it was okay. But then I find out that another connection, my boy, Jamie McNeely, he coaches at TCU right now. He has a coaching experience with the junior national team. He ended up being a grad assistant at Marquette. And that was a connection through grassroots, just a Toronto connection as a whole. Mm. So I ended up going. And then also the point guard position was up for grabs because the the two point guards that were there, they were backups at first, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, why not have a, a go to a school where, you know, I could play as a freshman. So I chose Marquette, man. Isn't that funny? All the options you had, all the people that came up to you tried to sell their programs, and it still comes down to like a T dot connection that makes you comfortable. You know, I Isn't mean, obviously, that crazy? obviously, you know, the PG spot being open is a big thing too. But really, yeah, like I think that's wild that it still comes back to a comfortable connection for you to go. You know what? All right, I'm, I'm going to make right. this decision, which is amazing. Like it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like all. To high school was a connection. To college now, it's a connection. Mm-hmm. So, boom, I get to Marquette University now. Man, I kid you not. I land in Chicago because Chicago is about, you know, hour 30 from Milwaukee. Okay, so, so ha- I land- hang on a sec here. Over over the three years in the States, how many days did you make it back to Toronto for? Was it just when you were with the net, like... 10, 10 a summer. That's it. Like you, you're on the, you're on national the road. team gave, yeah. National yeah. team gave me my, those, those days. Like, right. Without the national team, I would be probably in the States most of the time. Full time. Yeah. Do you feel like one of the things you talked about at the very start of this episode was having to get little bros lunch together, making sure mm-hmm. these guys two commits and everything mm-hmm. and sort of mm-hmm. kind of in a, you know, you know, the same would be like grow up fast a little bit, right? And I'm sure mm-hmm. at times you're kind of wondering, am I doing the right thing? Mom, my mom's out working the whole time, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, I wish she was home more. But that probably, when you think about it, that time of your life probably helped you be more comfortable with traveling all over the states and being in different places. And although you had to yeah. call home and lean on some people, like just you got mm-hmm. to grow up quicker than most which sometimes plays off for us, you know, and it, it helps us. And I and can't help but listening to you talk. I couldn't imagine being 14, being moving all over the world, getting exposure, you know, mm-hmm. grown men coming up saying, I like your game, come play for our program. And like, yeah. you, get, you know, you're just trying to grow armpit hair. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just yeah. sit there and think of those scenarios of you trying to take care of your brother at a young age and growing up mm-hmm. and being responsible for him and being responsible for you because coach Rana has put his neck on the line for you to come to Eastern. And you're like, I'm not going to let him down. So I better exactly. be on that bus every day. Man. You know, have exactly. you ever thought of that? Man. I think about that all the time. Um, That's where yeah. I started. Mm-hmm. Think about it. My I'm waking up the same time as my mom and she's mm-hmm. going to a full-time job, but I'm waking up that time to be responsible, get my 
brother to daycare on time while at the same time catch the bus to meet my friend so I could get on to, to Eastern on time, which is an hour away. So I just don't know many. Sure. I, don't, I, I mean, I just don't know. I'm always intrigued by how different people are on the show because once you reach a level of success, there's something internally or something happens that doesn't happen for the rest of us. And yeah. like, you're different, man. You can just tell. I mean, who, I don't know many people that age that are like, I'll, I'll do this. Yeah. Oh, I'll make it happen, you know? Right? But, uh, just, yeah. Like, kids yeah. are probably like, want no. to sleep in. Hell no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah, man, that was the start, man. That, my mom giving me that responsibility and trusting me, and I'm executing that. Like, that was, yeah. man, from that, from then, like, I'm always on time, like, always on time, always 10 mm-hmm. minutes early, like. Like it's crazy for the national team. I I probably thought I probably think I was late once in the sixteen years I've been in the player pool. Probably one time, <laughs> you know. Exactly. So it's it's uh, thank my mom because you know she she put that bag in my back to you know have responsibilities and be disciplined. You know. Yeah, so. man. If you're five minutes early, you're ten minutes late. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, so you you signed that paperwork and you're on your way to Marquette. Mm-hmm. Up in those these years, has your have you ever had like a pinch me moment? Or are you so damn busy just trying to accomplish your goals that you don't want to stop and pause? Or are, are there some moments where you're like, wow, like DeAndre Jordan and there's OJ Mayo? Or are you like, yeah. no, I'm gonna go out there and, and prove that I belong too? It's 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 crazy because from from the day I the first. From my first AU game, I was put on the stage. Like right. my first, my first AU game was at Chapel Hill, playing against playing against the DC Assault on the main court against Nolan Smith and Michael Beasley, and then you have Sonny Vaccaro there, you have Rivers there, Oof. watching me. My first game, like the Canadian kid, like everyone's talking about the Canadian kid. My first game against DC Assault on Chapel Hill main court, and I had twenty points. And yeah. I wasn't even in high. I wasn't even in high school. So like from day one, I've been on that stage where like I was. I was actually fortunate and blessed to be put on stages right. where people could see my talent. Yeah, yeah. So it's crazy, man. And so how's yeah, that? Mar- so, and Marquette yeah. Buzz Williams, man. I mean, as a coach, like uh, we'll get into what you what you thought of him, but I don't know. I, he seems like someone I'd like to play for, and uh, you know, I would run through a wall for that guy. He just seems to mm-hmm. care about his athletes. I don't know. Maybe I'm off on that, but I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing your experience. You know, in, in high level Division One basketball. Yeah, man. So I, I uh, after my senior year, everything goes good. I get to Marquette now. No, sorry. I get. Um, I land in Chicago. Like probably like five six, mm-hmm. my my assistant coaches are there to pick me up. Mm-hmm. So it's like an hour and a half to get to Milwaukee. So we get to Milwaukee. I don't even go to my well. Well, I'm lying. I I get to Milwaukee. They drop me to my dorm. You know, I get to put my stuff down. I get a call thirty minutes later. You need to come to the the gym because you know Buzz wants to meet you and stuff, right? So <laughs> <laughs> I get to the practice gym now. I just mind you, I did, I just landed like probably two, two, three hours ago. I mm-hmm, get to mm-hmm. the gym now. I meet Buzz, whatever he's talking his smack. I go downstairs. I meet the strength and conditioning coach, whatever, whatever. So I'm thinking that uh, it's home time now. You know, I got to get rest. You know, from like from my day tomorrow, registration, whatever. <laughs> Man, 
coach, the strength and conditioning coach is like, yeah, you're not going to get changed. I'm like, get changed. Like, what's going on? Well, your first workout, your first workout is, is this evening. I'm like, huh? I just landed. She's like, get changed. Man, so I get changed now. So I'm doing all this assessment. Like uh, We did a circuit to see how fast I could get through the circuit. We did box pulls. We did all kinds of stuff, man. I'm like, what? Day one? This is crazy. I just, you know, this is what's going to be like for the next four. I'm like, oh, man, man. So boom, I, 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 I go through all the training process. I'm going through, I actually, I missed the summer because I, it took me longer. It took me longer to get qualified. Right. So I missed the summer. So all the guys in my freshman class were there from the summer. So I get there like two weeks before school starts. Right. So uh, I go through that my first day. I'm like, what? So the next day, boom, going through the workouts, going through the workouts. I kid you not. Two weeks later, I had a BBM back then. Yes. Man, I was in the washroom. I took my shirt off. I took a picture and I sent it to my friends. I had a six pack. Six packs, circuits, box pulls, weights, like things that I never even like, you know, yeah. like, wow. Like, you know what I mean? So boom, I'm like, yo, Look I'm throwing me. it up, catching it with one hand, throwing it down, throwing it down with two. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm, I've arrived. Like, this is me. Like I'm in, I'm in my body. Like telling my friends that like, you know, yeah. so I'm thinking, it, I'm thinking it's, it's so sweet. So boom. The body's changing. Everything's good. I'm playing good in open gym. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Butler's my roommate, by the way, at this time. Say yeah. What? So, J- yeah. Jimmy Butler's my roommate at the time. Yeah. And how's that? My freshman year. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool. He's a different guy, but he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so I'm going through the workouts thinking everything's good. So we get to the real thing now. Individual workouts, right? So these are the workouts where you have three, four coaches and you have probably like two or three guys with you and, you know, we're doing skill drills and, and all this stuff. But Buzz's individual workouts is completely different. He has his own way of doing his thing. So <laughs> we get to individual workout. My first individual workout, man, I didn't know what to expect. Mm. So the first thing we do is jump rope. So you got... You got to do jump rope for five minutes and you, you get three misses, three, you get four misses. If you do four misses, you get, that's a 22, right? So some of the guys don't even make it out of jump rope because they get more than five misses each time, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's me and like, this is who Buzz put me with. It's me, the, the five men, the backup five men and a next guard. So you know damn well you're not making it through nothing. <laughs> so, so boom, we're doing jump rope now, and my bigs are messing up. So like, yeah. boom, 22, 22. So we're two, three, four minutes into the workout. We done four 22s without getting out of jump rope. <laughs> so Buzz is like, get out of here. Get out. Like, get out of here. I'm looking at this guy like, Yo, like, like, what do you want us to do? Like, these guys can't jump rope type. So basically, you know, I learned as it as I went on that you just gotta figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. like you just gotta dig in and just figure it out. No matter what y'all gotta do, y'all gotta make it through this workout, right? Yeah. So I end up doing these individuals. You know, I'm gradually getting better. 
you know, September comes, man. Uh, I think I did. This is my second second individual workout for the day because, you know, we got kicked out once again. And, you know, my body's feeling like like that freshman feeling, like the soreness, everything's kicked in, you know. So, boom, I'm in the workout. I'm about to run a 22. And I, like, I took, I took off a little bit. And, boom, my whole Achilles popped. Like, I'm like, who the F hit me with a ball? Who hit me with a ball? Uh-oh. They're like, no one was near you, man. Buzz is, like, oh. Buzz is like, oh, Achilles. I'm like, damn, what the frig? I never even, like, you know, like, yeah, been through anything like this before, you know? So I was going to say, you never had, did you ever have any injuries along the way, like major ones? No. Knickknacks, only yeah. knickknacks. Yeah. You know? So I'm like, oh, man, all that hard work, you know, potentially could be a starter as a freshman coming with all this hype. My season's getting taken away from me. You know, I'm like, man, what should, like, my mind's like, what should I do? Like, you know, so, well, I think the two days later, you know, I, I end up getting surgery, right? Like, you know, everything I'm telling you is facts. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, not made up at all. Right. So, I get out of surgery, man. And, like, I was on, I was on drugs. And I'm like, I open my eyes. I see my assistant coach. I see my trainer. They're like, Jew, Jew, what do you want to eat? I'm, I'm, my throat's hurting and everything. And I was like, uh, not really nothing. So they brought me some Popeyes. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, I look at my trainer and like, I got the raspy voice and I'm like, yo, I'm not sitting out. We got to get, we got to get back to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I end up like, you know, falling back. Like, I think I end up falling back asleep. Next morning, the trainer came. He's like, you know what you were saying to me last night? He's like, yeah. He's like, you were saying something about you got to get back to work. So I'm, I'm out of, I'm, the drugs is kind of out of my system. I'm like, yeah, can, can we get back to work? So I have my cast on. I'm going through the pain. Man, he, he actually, like, respected what I was saying. So mm-hmm. the next morning after surgery, man, I'm, 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 in, I'm starting my injury prevention three, three days out of surgery. So I got my cast on. I'm, I'm on the, at the Vicodin. I'm on the Viking and I wish I could show you, but I'm on the side. You got to work from your hips all the way up when you have the Achilles injury. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the cast doing my, my hip mobility things already, laying on my side, working my hips. Yo, me and him developed the relationship so much. Like I was literally waking up five in the morning, getting to the practice facility, starting my injury prevention with him, watch practice with the guys, back doing injury prevention, Going to class, back to injury prevention. He's like, yo, bro, I never seen anyone's determination like this ever. He's like, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not sitting out this year. You do you believe me? Like, I'm not sitting out this year. He's like, you know, we just need to take our time with his Achilles injury. I'm like, Yeah, because he's thinking he's thinking that you're crazy. That's why he's trying to like, yeah, yeah, no, just just take it slowly. In the back of his mind, he's like, You're crazy. There's no way you're playing. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way you're playing this year. <laughs> Man, bro. So I, we were attacking, we're attacking injury prevention. Gradually, I start standing up to start doing lunges, to start running in the pool, to just everything is just going. Remember, I'm young too, right? So yeah. Everything is just going smooth. Like the healing process is going. The flexibility is getting there. So like once we got to the point where like, you know, he's starting to like, you know, grasp my cut and like dig my cut up, you know, like get that scar tissue out and stuff like that. I start 
getting on the court low key by myself. You know, I'm not supposed to be on the court, but like when when everyone's home, I'll go back to the gym, use my key card, get a weight vest into in the equipment room, put on the weight vest and start doing walking, doing ball handling, like with the weight vest on. Like low key, I'm doing my own rehab while while no one's watching. So man, a miracle, man. Thank God, a miracle. What? Two months passed by. We're about to play Syracuse, our first, no, I think our our third, our third or fourth Big East game at Syracuse, right? Yeah. So, you know, leading up to the game, we have, you know, training and, um, you know, uh, scout team and stuff. So I finally get on the court after Christmas break, scout team, me, Jamie McNeely, you know, a couple walk-ons. We're, we're pretending to be Syracuse's zone going against, uh, you know, our guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is my first practice after Achilles. I get back on the court. Like, mind you, I did all the, the scar tissue stuff, everything. Like, you know, everything healed properly. Like, I got the okay from the doc. Like, every week he has to, like, you know, crank my Achilles to see where the measurement is. Like, you know, the right. angle and stuff. Everything is good. I get on the court now, scout team. Man, like, I don't know, man. Like, the fire just came out of me that day. Like, that was my first time. Like, Achilles injury, September. I'm back on the court in January practicing with my team. I'm hyped. Killing these guys. One of the point guards went up for a, a layup on the fast break. I pinned that. I pinned that. Shit. I look at Buzz. I'm like, yeah, mother. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so after the practice now, uh, uh, you know, I'm putting up extra shots. So I'm looking at the corner of my eye. I see Buzz. I see Jamie. I see the coaches gathered up. So I'm like, oh, this, this, this is probably about me because, like, you know, I just killed practice. So you know, after after practice and stuff, I go up to Jamie's office. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? Like, what's good? Like, anything about me? He's like, nah, nah, we aren't talking about you. I'm like, yo, bro, stop playing. Like, what's good? Like, you know, like, let me know. Like, let me know what's up. He's like, all right, all right, all right. He's like, was is thinking about playing you in the Syracuse game, bro? I and I just broke, I just broke down. No doubt. I blew my Achilles in September, and I'm back about to play my first conference game in January. No, how? Like how? How? Yo, that was. We're not talking half a I year. Was so locked in, like when I tell guys that. That hurt the Achilles that, like, I came back in, like, two and a half months, three months. Like, I'm like, yo, go look at the, the proof is there, bro. Like, it's there. Like, like that work, like that, like you said, like, from it stems back from, you know, waking up six o'clock in the morning with my little brother and getting him ready. Like, mm-hmm. my focus was to not sit out freshman year and get back and get the feel so next year I'll sacrifice this the, the my freshman year to, you know, start playing like actually in the flow in my sophomore year you know i just wanted to feel so my freshman year that's what i went through when i came back in three and a half months yes the balance and stuff wasn't really there but i actually like suited up and actually like played like you know so boom freshman year goes by we make it to the sweet 16 for the first time in like 10 years you know jimmy jimmy butler has a, a good season he made his name he had to guard he had to guard kemba he had to guard marshawn brooks he had to guard all those guys you know he's versatile like you know he he made his name jimmy gets drafted sophomore year it's the pressure of you know repeating and getting yeah. back to the sweet 16 so sophomore year goes by i didn't really play freshman year so obviously i had to put in the work to earn my starting spot so 
So we got Drake Carter at the four this year, my sophomore year. He's a senior. Um, we go through the season, you know, started rocky at first, and then we end up being a, a I think it was a, we end up winning and being a, a two or three seed at the end. But um, Jay Crowder ended up getting a Big East Player of the Year. Everything goes good. We get to the Garden. We are uh, in the Big East Tournament. We end up losing. And now it's NCAA time. Um, we win first first round. We win second round against that undefeated Murray State team with uh, Isaiah Cannon. We uh, we beat them, and then we end up meeting um, Florida in the Sweet 16. We end up losing, and then uh, we end up losing, and then after you know it's 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 upperclassmen time, it's junior time. Through the middle of the year, I end up winning the the starting spot over my boy Dwight Bikes, my best friend. You know, like mm-hmm. I actually like worked my way. Exactly, it was another hurdle I had to climb, and I actually worked my way and got to it. You know, got to that starting position. We end up making the Sweet 16 go on to junior year now. We end up having a, a, a really good season. We get to the NCAA tournament again, make it to the Sweet 16 again. Good season, good season. Now, the senior year, my senior year, we get to my senior year. Before my senior year, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler brings me to, to dinner, and we're having a conversation. He's like, yeah, you know, we made it to the Sweet 16 the past two years, but, you know, it's your senior year. You know, you did a lot. You're like, no pressure. Just go out there, have fun, be a leader, be a senior, and everything will work out for itself. So I take Jimmy's advice. You know, I take I'm, – I'm doing slow grind. You know, I know what to expect, you know, coming into the season. Did you see yourself Turns as a leader at that point? Like, at what point did you feel like, okay – Like I arrived? Not- it's yeah, like it's not me just skip roping with the bigs, and I'm like, okay, come on, bigs. Like, but I can't say anything because I don't know you yet. As opposed yeah. to being like, let's go, fellas. You know, like when did you start to feel like, all right, I'm in the mix here? It was actually against Chris Joseph. Come on now. It was actually against Chris Joseph in Syracuse, my sophomore year. Okay. Beating them in, to get to our first 616 because they were a three seed and we were 11, and mm-hmm. I actually played really well that game. Mm-hmm. And then from then, I think Buzz installed the trust in me that you're the starting point guard after beating Chris Joe in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to throw it in one more time. <laughs> yeah. So that's when I, I actually like got like the the trust from him that I'm at the home and yeah, we're, we're working together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I get into my, my, my senior year now, slow grind, man. That was the hardest individual. Like, remember, I, I before before I tell you this, I remember I was just saying that, you know, slow grind, grooving, I know what to expect, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I get to my senior year now. Yeah. I'm feeling good, you know, senior year, man, I'll cap. We get to individual workouts. I'm like, yeah, I'm already prepared for this. I'm good. Yeah, we, get, we do the individual work. I'm doing my individual workout. Buzz, what? I think it was like... 30 minutes left in the workout. The, the workouts are 40, 45 minutes, right? But that first 15 minutes is always held. So I get through that first 15 minutes. Buzz is like, stop the workout. Everyone's like, what? Damn, we're done already? Buzz, Buzz is being nice today. He's like, Junior. No, he's like, throw me two tennis balls. He's like, Junior, get in the dead corner. So the dead corner is where the, the, the sideline and the baseline meets, in the dead corner right there. So 
When C says get to that corner, that means a zigzag, right? Because we do zigzags every day. So he handed me the two tennis balls. And he's like, zigzag. He's like, go. So I'm like, all right, this is light. So we usually do like two rounds, so like eight all together. So I'm like, all right, let me bang out these eight. I'm good. I bang out the eight. He's like, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep just going. You. It's just you. The whole team is watching. Yeah. Keep going. So it's getting to a point where I'm getting so exhausted, right? I can't even hold my arms up and I'm in the defensive stance and I'm going like super slow because I've been doing uh, uh, zigzag slides for, for about 25 minutes at this point, right? So it's getting to a point where he's just trying to prove a point to the team like that I'm tough and like I've been through a lot of shit and I'm going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I swear. That's okay. But yeah, so... Um, I'm doing the zigzag and I'm getting to a point where like I'm I'm like I'm about to pass out and the team is like there like cheering me on and I'm, and I'm getting that extra juice. I'm like, ah, like you cannot break me. You can't break me. And I'm holding the tennis balls and I throw the tennis balls and I start getting into another another uh, level. You know what I mean? Everyone yeah. starts going crazy. I start I so there's there's the zigzag where you, you like you basically slide twice and you like banana cut to the half court line and take a charge, right? So, like, imaginary charge, you know? Yeah. So, like, he didn't tell me to do that. I'm doing regular zigzags. I explode, and I get into another, like, you know, another level. And I'm like, yeah, you can't break me. So, I like, as soon as I got to the next dead corner, I did turn and run. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I sprint to the half-court line, and I'm standing there. And I tell my teammates to get a ball and, like, push the ball in my chest so I could take a charge. Like, that's how I finished it. I'm like, yeah, you cannot you can't break me i'm here so he just starts like you know with his chew in his mouth starts clapping like that was basically like all right we're ready to ride like yeah we're ready to ride everyone's like yeah like this is how the season's gonna be like you know that was to set it off he's dipping at practice he dips at practice he dips everywhere oh my god he's every (laughs) he's spitting chew in your face while he yells at you yeah (laughs) Just pulling the pieces <laughs> off your forehead and cheek. Like. Yo, he is sick, man. <laughs> we want to take a moment and thank our sponsor, Parkside Brewery. Located in the heart of Port Moody on Brewers Row, Parkside offers an amazing atmosphere with one of the best summer patios around. If you can't make it to the brewery located at 2731 Murray Street, then hit any government retail store and try the Don Pilsner, the Dusk Pale Ale, or my favorite, the Dreamboat Hazy IPA. A hoop's journey promises that the beer at Parkside is much, much, much better than the owner, Sam Payne's streaky jump shot. We hope to see you Parkside. After a brief hiatus, Goodlot Clothing has returned, but under a new location, 3283 Main Street is where they can be found. Name drop a hoop's journey to get 10% off any clothing items in store. The store no longer offers barber, but you can find the best retail around. Thanks to our sponsor, Good Lad Clothing, and we hope to see you there. So, yeah, that was set it off, man. We end up, you know, make, uh, we end up winning the Big East regular season title. Uh, we end up being a three seed, and we end up going to the 360, the Sweet 16 again. But this time, you know, I, I have to take it to a next level, man. I led my team to the Elite Eight my senior year. 
if it wasn't for CJ Fair from Syracuse, we would have been in the Elite Eight. You know, he crushed me. I went up for a rebound. He crushed me. And uh, I had to be out for for a couple minutes, and they made a run, and it was a ripe after that. But that was a uh, that was a crazy moment, man. College was crazy. Three Sweet Sixteens and Elite Eight. I couldn't ask for anything more. Experience was lovely, man. How hard are those runs to go on? I mean, you you make it out that first weekend, and then you get back, and mm-hmm. the campus is that much more hyped, and you got to stay mm-hmm. focused and go to a couple classes, maybe, mm-hmm. and, and sort of get ready. Like it just seems like the momentum builds with each round. Mm-hmm. It must get well, more and more stressful. Well, for us, like it was like we worked so hard on the like at our home at our facilities that like we nothing really rattled us because like there's nothing harder than how we practice, how we go about each day. Mm-hmm. So like that's what Buzz really prepared us for, like going through boot camp, like earning your jersey, like waking up pre uh, uh, preseason. 5 30 a.m every morning like you know like there's points where like you know my friends will come visit me and they're like kind of feel sorry for me because <laughs> i have to wake up 5 30 a.m every day but that really prepared us for for the moments like that so that's why sure. i feel like we had that major run for four years i was there man those were probably buzzes for hardest years in terms of like going on his players because, you know, he was just young coming up, just got the market job. So he was trying to prove a point. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, yeah, that's crazy, man. I didn't realize that he was like that young in his coaching career with you guys. So it's such a good mm-hmm. point that he probably was really putting it to the test. But I mean, to to do that a few times in a row and make it to that Elite Eight, that must have felt really good to just take that final next step, like you say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just to yeah. sort of crack through that one, you know, as, as a senior right. and, and uh, did the dude's look at you different after that drill <laughs> i'm sure they oh, did yeah. they just oh, knew yeah. that that was the straight, standard for this year straight right badass leader just straight like under my tail like homies like big bro like I, that yeah. he co- he made that confirmation that day man me zigzagging for like 30 to 40 minutes with two tennis balls in my hands and then had the next level to like even like turn up even more while i was going through that adversity that all stems back to to day one, man. And it's 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 crazy. And then yeah. and then that that so the final buzzer goes and and the the career at Marquette comes to an end. What's the mental state next for the next step? I mean, was the NBA in the back of your mind? Was it a, was it something that you aimed for? Did you go to some workouts or yeah yeah? What was that? So so after the season, I actually had a conversation with uh, Coach Jay Triano, you know, trying to figure out what I was going to do. And Shout out Jay. Come back. Right, my boy. Was I gonna come back for for the summer and and like you know do training camp and you know do university games or was I gonna go through the process? I told him like I'm so close right here, like you know I mean I just want to like you know go through the process, you know just to say like you know I actually did it, like you know like I worked so hard to get here, undrafted. So after um the season, you know I stay at school. I don't go home. I start training for, you know, possible workouts and stuff. So I get a workout with the Wizards. I get a workout with, with, with the books. And then after that, the draft passes by and, you know, I get a call to go to Summer League. Summer League, uh, I had a, uh, I was also with a guard that got drafted named Nate Walter. So from day one, for before Summer League, we got workouts and practice and stuff. From day one, you know, I was on Nate Walter's ass, you know, just the just that chip on my shoulder, like I didn't get drafted and this and that. So I'm just on him, 
the summer league goes by, you know, I'm, I'm staying even kill, like not too high, not too low, you know, just working hard. I don't play in the summer league. I'm obviously feeling down, like, man, like when, when I, another opportunity is going to come my way. So I end up actually making it back in time, I think, for, was it? No, no, actually, I, I played summer league. Yeah, I didn't play. And I come home. I think I made it back in time to go on a tour with the national team, I think. No, no, that was my second year. No. So I come back home. I'm chilling, trying to figure out, like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Like, am I going to get a call to training camp or should I just go overseas? You know, my my mind, my gut feeling was telling me just to, like, stick it out. Because, like, you know, I actually, like, did, you know, good stuff in college. And I actually played for the national team for a long time. So I know, like, I, I could, there's a possibility I could get a call. So right. I'm at home chilling. The Bucks actually called me and telling me, told me that they're going to bring me in for training camp. I'm like, wow, like, this is it right here. Like, you know, like, this is, it's time right here to show, like, you know, it's time to be a dog. So me, Greek Freak, and Chris Middleton and Nate Walters were the rookies at the time for, for the books. So I'm seeing this long, lanky guy just, like, raw, just, like, flying from, like, the free throw line and stuff. I'm like, yo, dog, this guy is going to be, like, something, you know, because he's mm-hmm. so athletic and long. Chris Middleton was quiet, chilled very chill get his work in whatever so we're in training camp now you know just going through individual workouts whatever we get through media day and you know i'm a, I'm a hometown kid i played at market for four years you know the bucks been seeing me all four years so i go upstairs i go to the gm office uh i'm there with the gm uh, i think the owner was there and he's like so you how, how does it feel to, to to sign for this much money like for your first time and i'm like like, I'm blessed. Like, you know, I've been through a lot. Like, you know, this is a blessing. I'm just going to, you know, work hard and, you know, be a great teammate. And, you know, this is amazing for me to see. So I get downstairs now. You know, I put on my jersey. I do the media. Boom. I get back to my locker room. I'm taking off my jersey. Or what do you call it? The HR lady comes and she's like, uh, uh, you got to go upstairs. The GM wants to talk to you. I'm like, huh? Like, what? The GM wants to talk to me. I'm, I'm a rook. What? <laughs> so I go upstairs now. I go upstairs in the GM office. You got the GM, the owner, the coach, the assistant coach, like all the coaches, like everyone's in there. I'm like, yo, what is going on here? Like, did I do something wrong? Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, I'm in there now. They're like, yeah, you know, you got a lot of experience with the national team. You're a great winner, great leader in college. You know, but I'm sorry to tell you that, you know, we got to let you go because of visa issues. And the only reason why we got to let you go, because, you know, we can't get you a visa right away. It's going to take 15 to 30 days because the government's shutting down. (sighs) My heart went to my stomach like right away and I started like sobbing in tears. Yeah. Like what? How? Like what? They're like, who's your agent? So and so and so. I'm not going to air him out in here, but that was like, yo, man, that one probably hit as much as the tragedy. Yeah. Like, man, like that one, like I could, I, I was, I couldn't stop crying for like so, like I was crying probably for like two, two, two days, like just crying to my mom, crying to, to everyone, you know. So I, I get cut by the Bucks because of my, my visa issues. I didn't even get to participate in training camp. And I go back home and I'm figuring out, like, what's next? Like, you know? So I'm at home for, for like, probably, like, a month or two. And it's so late. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rookie. So 
Like, you know, uh, there, there was a job available for me in the Republic of Georgia. And, you know, I went there, just 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 reset my mind and, you know, just just told myself, like, I made it this far. Like, you got to keep pushing, like, just don't break, you know. Mm-hmm. So I end up go- playing in Georgia, Republic of Georgia, end up being the best guard of the year, taking my team to the semifinals where they haven't been before. And, you know, I had a really good season, my, my, my rookie season. And... You know, after my rookie season, I came back home and, you know, I spent the whole summer with the national team, uh, went on a European tour, you know, basically was with the national team on all summer. And from that European tour, I had got an offer in Italy, Syria, top league Italy, but I didn't really have that much, you know, guidance or, you know, a lot of, like, I don't know, I was more, like, quiet, like, to myself. I felt like if I more reached out to guys when I was younger, I would have more know, had a sense of, like, how the pro game works. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking that, you know, no matter where I go, I'm going to compete for the spot and, you know, get the spot in my mind. But you already know how the pro game role uh, goes, payroll, experience, doesn't matter what you do, like, you know? So I'm like, wow. Like, that's a nice deal. Italy, you know, second year, you know, I have an opportunity to compete and, you know, do good. So uh, I did good this, this summer with the national team. I got, I signed the offer in Avellino, Italy. I get to Avellino, Italy. I, uh, you know, I have a good training camp, a really good training camp. And I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm going to take this guy's spot. So this guy was uh, played in the NBA uh, point guard. And and uh, he was just fresh off the NBA, and that was his team from day one. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> yeah, that was his team from day one. So in my mind, I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, KP played really well, but in the coach's mind, like, yeah, like you're the backup, like you know. Yeah. So I go through the whole year of like competing and playing really hard. You know, in my mind, I'm like, I don't care what y'all do. I'm still going at this guy in practice. Mm. So I do a whole year of basically being a practice player in Avellino. So that really hurt me. So I went through that. Yeah, but you're a, a dog, you're a dog, man. Not many, yeah. Again, once again, not many dudes would do that, right? They'd just be like, fly me home. Yeah. You know? And exactly. you're like, nope, nope. I'm going to go yeah. at this guy. I'm going to get better by guarding him. And I'm going to show exactly. everybody at practice every day that this should be my spot no matter, no exactly. matter what. And everyone, exactly. will know, and everyone will know it. <laughs> exactly exactly so like all those guys that they're they're high payroll back then they know like they can you know they know mm-hmm. like i was there every day competing you know so mm-hmm. i get through that season that season we were we we had all the money all the talent in the world but you know they just couldn't figure it out it's too much star power so we end up not having a good season i don't and i end up not playing so i'm in a from being so high to being in a messed up situation where I don't know where I'm going to be playing next year because I got put in a situation where I was a backup and there was no going back from there. So I'm in a position now like where like my name is going down, like, you know, like, because I'm not getting put in the right situation. So after Italy, I, 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 I think I played. Okay. After Italy, it was Pan Am time with the national team. So I'm like, all right, it's Pan Am time. Like, you know, if we win and we do good, everyone's going to be eating, right? Mm-hmm. So the goal, the, the, the battery I was putting in all these guys back was like, yo, we got to win. We're on home soil. We got to win. If everyone win, everyone's going to eat, right? So Pan Am summer, we're preparing. We're, pre- we're preparing. All this is facts, right? I'm telling you all <laughs> facts, okay? 
I believe so it. So we get to training camp now. Man, the first day of training camp. <laughs> Dave Smart, right? Dave Smart, the Carlton legend coach. Yes, Dave Smart lines all us all of us up on the baseline <laughs> and he gives us our little talk before practice, right? Mm-hmm. He lines all of us on the baseline. He's like Junior Kadugan and Daniel Mullins come out to the top of the three point line right now. We're like, yo, what is going on here? Like, what? Like, (laughs) what's going on? He's like, one on one, to two, in front of the whole camp. Jamal Murray, Anthony Benson, Moolar, Dwight Pop, like all of us in front of the whole camp. Junior Kadugan and Daniel Mullins, one on one, right now. So we go one on one. We're we're battling, whatever. He's like. These are dogs. This is the tone we have to work out to uh, be successful in, in these Pan Am games. This is the tone we have to practice. This is the energy we have to practice with every day. So that Pan Am team, Coach Smart, set the tone by putting me and Daniel Mullins first. First thing fresh. First thing smoking. One-on-one. Top of the key. So, you know, that was that was a cool experience, you know. It's got to so, make, make someone feel good on day one, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that was that was super lit. So we get through we we get through training camp, and I'm just like roughing up Jamal Murray, just like being a dog, like you know, just like roughing it up. Coach Cal's there. Coach Cal's like, yeah, he needs that. Yeah, 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 he needs that. So uh, me and Jamal, you know, developing a relationship. He we're going through it, whatever. We're going through training camp. We get to the games, man. Um, I end up starting, you know, playing really well, and boom. This kid, those couple of days he spent with me worked because this kid, Jamal Murray, went nuts, nuts in the Pan Am games. Went nuts, you know what I mean? And and that made me feel like that was like the starting of like, you know, me getting to like, you know, more on the vet side, you know, that Pan Am right there. So like for me to like, you know, groom him all week. And for him to come out and have that performance, that was big time. You know what I'm saying? So we, we get to Pan Am Games. We, we, we do really well. We lose in the championship gold medal game to Brazil. We win our, uh, our silver medal. Big time, you know? Big, big time. Um, win our silver medal. And, you know, after that summer, I'm like, all right. You know, just won a silver medal. Like, I'm back. Like, you know? But, yeah. like, time just, you just kept going by. I'm not really getting the offer. I'm like, Dang, man, that Italy job really messed me up. Like, you know, like, like nothing's going on. So I had got a connection through uh, Jermaine Anderson, Jermaine Rock Anderson, my OG. You know, he played long time for the national team. Yes, he, sir. One of his coaches had, uh, was a coach in Greece that had coached him, I don't know, one of these places he played. And, you know, we got connected through there. Even that Greece experience was a lot to deal with because, like, the... The economy was was messed up. We had to make sure we took our money out the ATM every week so it doesn't build up. So, like, you know, we could take our money home. We don't have to ask them to transfer it. Getting paid late, like 30 days late. Hopefully you get paid, yeah. (laughs) Disaster over there, right? So, like, my mind is just, like, going through a lot of stuff right now. You know what I'm saying? The last four or five, like, four years has been, like, four or five years has been nuts for me. You know what I'm saying? Been through a lot. So, I'm like... Man, like, this is a lot to, like, take in, like, you know? So I end up getting through the season there, playing up and down minutes. The coach don't know what he want to do, what rotation he does he wants to have. 
So I have a rocky season there, kind of. I, I end up averaging like, you know, seven points, three assists, and like probably like under 15 minutes. So I, I, I have an okay season there. And I'm like, yo, man, like this is not going good right now. Like, you know, like like I need to pause, take a minute right now and like, you know, regather. Like, you know, like this is really not. So I'm trying to figure stuff out. And there was got a... The, there got was that a, crossroads, man. Yeah, the crossroads. And there's a league. There's a league that was running at home, but it was okay, right? So I'm a guy that just, you know, I'm a leader. So, like, I'm going to, like, go do, like, make decisions, like, and not care what people think, you know? So I was like, yo, man, I need to be in a league where, like, I feel, like, comf- like not comfortable, like, where I feel wanted and, like, and I can play my game, you know? Makes a big difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference, you know, when you're actually like enjoying work, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you're wanted, feeling wa- wanted. So, like, I'm like, all right, there's an NBL there. Let me see what's going on with this London Lightning team that I always see on NBA TV, like commercials and stuff. Like, you know, like, let me see what's going on. So, <laughs> Kyle Julius was the coach there. And I, I had a conversation with him, and I'm like, yo, straight up, like, it hasn't been going good overseas. Like, it's just been too up and down too rocky like i haven't been put in the right positions like i got like, people like don't think i could like really hope no more like i need to get back on like my stuff he's like yeah this is the situation in london this is who like you know my standard how i work so i just got attracted to like how he works like it's kind of similar to like that dog mentality like that hard work so i'm like all right like this is the guy like this i could work with this guy so i end up basically setting another trend you know like 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 guys were scared to come back home and play because they'll think of what who thinks what and this and that but yeah i basically came home and set the trend like to basically like come home as like you know a well-known name and just play ball like you know it's so, actually true man i never never thought of it like that but i remember because i know doug plum and then we had kyle on the on the on the podcast as well and yeah. then sort of started to follow it and i was like I was like, wow, Junior's playing in that league, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, Ransford made his way out there. And then, yeah, and then, and then Carl. And, yeah, yeah, Carl. And then, and then they yeah. weren't afraid to like take the risk on a, you know, a few American guys. And you got, yeah. um, what's his name? Um, Royce, right? And kind of just, yeah, like, yeah. Wow. Royce was on my team. Yeah. He, he I'm like, stuff. I'm like, yeah. something's happening here. And the crowds were nuts. And yeah, yeah man. But, like, yeah. once I joined that league, like, it turned, it turned around dramatically. Like, if it wasn't for the COVID, like, it was really doing well. Like, yeah, for like, sure. Like, that could have been a situation where it's NBL and then you transition to the summer league, like, in the CBL, right? So, right. Yeah, I, I decided to come back home and I played London. I won my first pro championship. We set the record. I think we lost four games all season. I think we were like 52 and four. Uh, you know, everything was going good. You know, I felt happy again, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I got to visit my family. Mind you, I, I left when I was 15 and there was like no summers, like mad traveling from hotel to hotel. So like me playing at home and being close to home was like really great for me. Like that was a mental flush for me you know mm-hmm. like so i played home won a championship the next year unfortunately i got you know hurt i had, I had a knee scope and you know things didn't really go it's a business right so like you know they had to like you know part we had to like part ways so man during that time after my championship in london man i i end up uh getting my uh, uh girlfriend pregnant and I didn't really have a job, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like I was hurt just coming off of surgery and stuff. And, you know, that was another obstacle for me. But like stemming back to like the beginning, you know, I, I told myself like I have to get through this. So, you know, what I end up happening after surgery. I end up leaving the team. My daughter's two weeks old. And I told my girl, honestly, I can't be sitting at home uh, sobbing. Like, I don't care if I'm, I'm he- not he- if I'm healed up all the way. I'm going to find a job. So I end up going to work at UPS, right? And this job, I think, uh, oh my God. This job was so taxing on the body, like taking those boxes outside the truck. And and, up and down, you know, four little stairs. Yes. You, you do that so 150 like, times in one day, man. This Shoot. is my first job ever. Yeah. Like my first real job. So I'm, I'm at UPS. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a workout. That night shift got to me, man, because... At the time, you know, that summer, right? So I'm working at UPS probably from like April to like, say, like July. Mm -hmm. So at the time when the seasons are over, the national team has like a um, training center, right? At Lakeshore down there. So I would uh, would go to work at night, right? Mm -hmm. Get uh, Come home at like 3.34, right? You know, after you're, you're, you're working or after you work out, it's hard to go to sleep. So I would stay up, make it to Lakeshore for 9 a.m., do my individual workout, drive back home, and get my rest in the daytime for work at 11.30 at night. <laughs> so the, na- the, nas- the national team coaches are like, yo, how are you doing a night shift and coming to workouts in the morning? And I'm like, yo, I, I don't know. I just got to, I don't know. I'm just locked in. I got to do what I got to do, right? So I go through that process of being training with the national team and working at UPS that summer. And I'm, while I'm at working at UPS, my 15-minute uh, breaks, maybe more 10 minutes, but I'm, I'm reminiscing and, and, you know, looking back and, like, thinking, like, yo, like, I'm really in here, like, how fast things could, like, like mm-hmm. just, just change, just leave. Like you know, like yeah. <laughs> I was just a phenom not too long ago, mm-hmm. just in this, the elite eight not too long ago, right? So I, I don't know, man. Like times going by and working at UPS, and I get a message from Doug Plum. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, do you want to come to St. John and play? I got you. Man, how fast I hopped on that and started getting training mode and started to get like back that fire. Like I'm like my my boy Doug Trump is going to be the head coach. You know I'm going to get to play my game. You, so I, so UPS I quit truck UPS, doing I, 150 down the freeway in Toronto. Just <laughs> right. So yeah. so by by I'm, I tell UPS like yeah I gotta leave because. Um, you know, I, I got an offer. Like, I'm really a basketball player. Like, to be honest, I was just here to, like, you know, you know, work a part time. Like, what? You play basketball? I started showing them pictures, and they're like, "Oh my god, let's take a picture together and stuff like that." So, mm-hmm. I was hiding my identity the whole time, and I actually revealed it before I left. So, mm-hmm. I'm going through a UPS. Good for you, though, man. I mean, like, so many times you, you become a parent, and you kind of think, you know, how many people would have just been like, "No, nah, I'm gonna try to grind it out and figure it out." You're like, "No, I need." There needs to be bread on the table, you know? And mm-hmm. uh, again, mm-hmm. Junior, I think it says a lot about you as a human being, man. I mean, you don't, not trying to over pat you on the back, but, you know, you 
it was, it was dad time and you stepped up. You just did what was the right thing to do in your heart, you know, and, right. and your kids right. will thank you for that down the road. And then look how it works out, right? Good things right. happen to good people, man. You're sitting there, yeah. you know, having your break going what the hell. And then all of a sudden Dougie, Dougie Plum texts you. It's like, it's funny how it works, but it usually does right. happen to the, to the people that deserve it. You know what I mean? You're right. I appreciate you, man. Like mm-hmm. for real, you just mm-hmm. got to be humble, man. For real, for real. For sure. But yeah, Doug, Doug Plum calls me and is like, yeah, come to St. John. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, I'll come. Like, at the time, like, I didn't have nothing, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I tell UPS, like, uh, I got to go because who I really am. And, you know, I, I, it was a great vibe, you know, before I left. And, like, I actually felt happy telling them who I really was. Like, you know, like, like you know? So I get to St. John now. I'm with Dougie. And Dougie's like, yeah, you know, I don't even have to tell you nothing. Like, I rock with you. Like, just do your thing. You're probably going to have to, like, you know, work your way up because the guy's already been on the team. Mind you, we've been talking. You already know how the story goes. Like, I always had to, like, work for it. So I, that was nothing to me. I'm like, okay. Like, I'll work for that. So Been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. So by game eight against Sudbury, I remember. Game eight, man. Like, I was playing backup minutes. Like, I was getting my feet wet, just practicing good every day. Game eight, I guess our starting point guard gets into foul trouble, man. I take over the game. We win the game from that. Like, Dougie's like, all right, it's time. So we go through the whole season. Uh, no, we go through half of the season. We end up picking up Big Glenn, Baby Davis. You know, that made a difference. We picked him up. We won 12 in a row. I was racking up player of the, player of the month, player of the weeks. You know, after having surgery the year before and, you know, parting ways with my, my old team. I come back this season, get most improved player, first team, all Canadian, second team, all NBL. The fire is back lit. From that UPS experience, man, it's only been up from there. Like my, my career has gone, turned back all the way around. Things are, you know, gone out, going how it's supposed to. Like people are giving me my flowers. Like, these young kids are, are, are just, you know, starting to hear about me and, and, and things like that. So, you know, going through all that, you know, that UPS experience really, really turned turn the page back to, to where it was supposed to be, you know? So That's cool, man. Yeah. And I love the story about just coming back to Canada. And I think it's great that you, not that it was a risk, but it kind of was a risk because there's a lot of unknowns, right? You, you obviously yeah. trusted Kyle's word and, and, respected the fact that he wouldn't put you in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes things don't go the way we want, but just to be able to do that and start to create some momentum, I think is big. And now, you know, make your way out to the bandits. We've got the bandits mm-hmm. going out here and, yep, yep. and hopefully nothing but good things continue with these leagues, right? Because they're good opportunities for yeah. younger and older guys to still be hooping and doing their thing. Right. So I think it's really, really right. cool, man. Yeah. Right. Legit. Huh? This is like a legit hoops journey. This is like the, the literally the yeah. name of you are the name of the show, man. <laughs> man, like yo, it's it's crazy because like a lot of the people involved like it with basketball now, like they really seen my journey back in the day without social media, without all that. Like I couldn't yeah. even imagine if I had social media back then. <laughs> You know, for so sure. it, was a, it was a grind for real to like, you know, build my name up from, from Eastern, you know, just having that, that determination to, you know, have my, get my name out there. For sure, man. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you ready to do some fun questions before we uh, plug out and we can go back being dads? All right, cool. <laughs> okay, man. Kids are banging the door. Yeah. <laughs> 
I kept, I've been waiting, man. I've been waiting. You said, yeah. I was like, they're, they're good kids. They're doing, they're doing what they're supposed to do. Either that or you got the TV on, but either way, yeah. I'm not, I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, man. Uh, Dead or Alive concert, favorite artist, whoever. You got the best seat in the house. Who are you going to see? Uh, you can do more than one. You can do more than one. Oh, I would like to see Jay-Z. Yes, sir. Um, you haven't seen Jay-Z yet? No, no I haven't seen Jay-Z. Oh. I only seen Rick Ross. Ricky Ross. You need to see Jay-Z. That is a show. Yeah. Oh, you just forget how many hits he has too, right? Like yeah. He's a performer, man. Like he, I mean, he's Hove, man. Yeah. yeah. He's Hove. Like I want to yeah. see Jay-Z for sure. Uh yeah. that's pretty much it. I want to see Hove in concert. Love it. Love it. My first ever concert was uh the Hard Knock Life Tour. It was in Vancouver. Yeah. It was uh Method Man, Red Man. Mm-hmm. DMX and wow. Jay Z. <laughs> wow, wow, that's lit. You have a top five. You have a top five. Top uh, like, five. Yeah, what you know? If we open the Spotify or the Apple Music, what do we got? What's right now? Top five. We got not in no order, but nope. Baby, okay. Baby, Money Bag Yo, uh, Shy Glizzy, Jay the Youngin. And then I can throw in my pop in there, man. I just like pop sometimes, you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, you just named like three artists I've never even heard of. So <laughs> I try, man. I try. They label me as an old head, right? Yeah, they label me as an old head. Crazy. <laughs> but I just went to Y. I just went and saw YBN Core Day a couple weeks ago. Do you know okay. who that is? He's dope. Ooh, y- YBN? YBN Core Day, yeah. He's nice. He's got I a couple, hear a song I'll probably know for sure. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a couple albums out. I felt really old at that concert, but I'm willing to listen to it all, man. I'll check it all out. I'm not afraid. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go back in time to any game for good or bad reason, doesn't matter, what would it be? Would it be re- relive a moment to change a moment? Is there a game that sticks uh-huh. out? You kind of mentioned the one, but I don't know if that's the one that you want to go back to. I say put me back in ABCD camp. Oh, say more. Yeah. Put me back in ABCD camp. Like, I felt like I was kind of, like, shy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. yeah, I felt like the, 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 the kids, man, back back then, but the States kids were already doing those pro workouts and stuff. In Canada, right. we're just getting it out of the mud and playing, like, 515. So we didn't really have those, you know, extra skills in our bag, you know? Right. Okay. Oh, good. Good reflection. I like that, man. I like that. Mm-hmm. You've touched on it a little bit, but who have been some of the most important people in your life to this point? Oh, for sure. Coach Rowe, Roy Rana, Jay Triano, Buzz Williams, Leo Routens, uh, for sure, Steve Nash, Rowan Barrett, obviously my mom. Oh, yeah. I, can, I can't forget Trevor Bullen. He was my junior coach in, uh, at Eastern. Yeah. Coach Carlos Wilson, my coach at uh, Christian Life. Coach Lindsey Davis, my coach in Atlanta. It's um, quite a list, man. Yeah, this mine. <laughs> Those are all the people that like put me on the stage to do what I got to do, man. Like I respect them so much. Like you know, if it wasn't for Rana taking me from Jane and Finch and you know bringing me to Eastern, I wouldn't know nothing about 
you know, struck like 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 the structure of like kind of like being a pro. It was like more of a pro setting over there. You got mm-hmm. your shots up, you got your lift in. You did like you know, Eastern was a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, like a shout out Ram and for sure Leo for bringing me in camp at 15 years old. That boosted my hype like tremendously. You know, so mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah, man. Man. Awesome. Um, you you you've got some young kids, so I don't know what what it's like in the household, but. It's a controversial subject here on this show. How do you feel about ketchup on macaroni? Only macaroni and cheese, but not macaroni pie. Not macaroni. Just craft, craft yeah. Dinner. Yeah, only craft dinner. So not like from some real nice macaroni. No, or like, no. yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Just, just, just KD. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Do you have a favorite movie or a couple of favorite movies all time? I think it was called uh, Blindside. Blindside, the football movie? Yeah, I can yeah. relate to that because yeah. you gotta remember, I went to okay. prep school. I had a host family. Like, okay. Had, yeah, my host family was white. Like, I have, like, I can relate to that, like, to the T. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Good pick, man. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like yeah. that. Was that Julia Roberts? Yep. And, yeah. and the big, yeah, yeah, the big football yeah, yeah. Actually, it's uh, Sandra Bullock, but. Anyways. Yeah. All right. That was a nice movie. Me and my host mom actually watched it together and she cried. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because she could relate for sure. And they were a good family? Oh, yeah. Till this day. Like, she actually, like, man. It's funny because she used to be like, boy, you can sleep in. You you ain't, you ain't got to go to AU practice today. I'll tell <laughs> them that you don't feel well. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, all right, mama, good looks, good looks. And she actually accepted me for who I was. Like, right. you know, coming from the neighborhood and stuff, like I was kind of rough, kind of like, yeah. uh, kind of like private, kind of like trust issues, you know? So like, mm-hmm. she really like embraced, embraced me for who I am, you know? Yeah, so try to love- you're, you're under my roof, but we can still work together. You know, we don't have to be my rules all the time, right? Exactly. That, yeah, exactly. that's how you build that trust and, and that, that relationship. Cool, man. That's good, good to hear. If you're getting hungry uh, and you're snacky, man, do you have a favorite chip, bag of chips that you go to? Anything flaming hot. Woo! Yeah, I'm a hot mouth. Like, I eat scotch bun in my rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a sicko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta yeah. get you on that podcast uh what's it called hot ones have you seen that where they like talk and then try a oh yeah they yeah, eat the, the wing. hot wings yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yep. would, you, would you just be standing there by the end ice grilling everyone because it's nothing affects you are you like that oh no i that's the thing about me i know it'll mess me up but i still do it, it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i respect right. it so what is it what what do you what goes down with it like is it lemonade? Is it milk? Is it water? What what helps the hot? Or do you just take it in and just go? Water. But these days, if it's a nice meal, I'll, I'll sneak in a bubble. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Yep. shoot>. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Uh, who would you like to see on a hoops journey? But you have to you have to help us connect. Who's someone that's got a good story or is a, like a good human being that you think would, would be good on the podcast? I think uh, Kyle Johnson. He played he played for the British national team. He was in the 2012 Olympics. He played at LIU. 
he played with me for with uh, London Fraser Valley last year, Ottawa. Really good guy, really humble guy. He's currently playing in Iceland now, but yeah, he he he's twelve year pro and he he's been around now. All right, let's do it. Kyle Johnson. Next up, Kyle. You know we're gonna tag you. Now, as you look back on all the hoopers that you've seen, you've named a lot of guys, um, mm-hmm. and you can rename them whoever they are. But have there been a few dudes along the way where you were like, okay, like I've got the scouting report here, but that was really hard, or you've seen play and you're like, man, this is another level. You know, whether it was the national team or um, Division One, like who were some of the dudes that were like, whoa, these are these are some ballers. Man, one one dude that I always tell people this story. At the time, the most flexible, fast, quick, twitch muscle, PG, Kemba Walker. Oh, my Oh, oh my jeez. He was... He would do a crossover and his knee would touch the floor and he would bounce <laughs> back up. Like, he was something else. That run in the Big East tournament? Oh, my. I've seen that live. You're there, huh? Yeah, that was crazy. That he was, was crazy. He was like that was out of body kind of stuff, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And Maui yeah. too, for sure. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Good pick. Love it. Mm. Uh, college Kemba. So, college Kemba. Yeah, college Kemba. Yeah. yeah. And I heard heard him on a few podcasts. He seems like a really genuine, nice guy. So you always yeah, like he's that. Cool. He's cool. This has been great, man. Thanks, and it's been great to uh, kind of connect with you a bit and get to know you. Uh, but the last question we always ask everyone is, if you could do it all again, you would what? If I could do a lot again, I would invest my time more into national team and development than and less like AAU travel team. Hmm. Because the back then, I, I didn't really think that it was, I thought it was more about the hype and stuff. But I felt like if I was, with the national team working my way up with the men's team, by the time I got to a certain age, I would have been probably more of a killer. Have that street, that not street, that AAU game plus mm-hmm. the polish. I felt like I would have been super polished and been, think about it, like kind of like more like a Ricky Rubio of right. Canada. I would have been more of a Ricky Rubio of Canada if I had put more time into the national team than playing AU. That's what I think. Interesting. Yes, AU put me on the biggest bigger stage to be around more higher ups on the basketball USA level, but I felt like if I had forgot about the hype more and be more invested into polishing myself as a man, my game, I would have stuck with the men's team from fifteen all the way through instead of like going back and forth that's what i think about so because i see kids doing it now you know they're not even some kids are, are are getting more recognition playing up younger than playing in those AAU tournaments so yeah and that right there sir is a great way to finish that's a good reflection and we do have some young listeners who who check these episodes out so i think that's some good yeah. reflection for someone who's been there a true hoops okay. journey Across right. Canada, across the states, across the across the big Everywhere. pond to Europe, you know. Um, <laughs> love the energy. Really, really, really appreciate the time. Any last sort of reflections or thoughts before we uh, get you on your way? It's uh, almost bedtime for the little ones, so I know you got some work to do. But uh, right, 
anything that uh, you've left out or a last reflection before we get you going and and thank you again my friend we really appreciate this no it's an honor you know to 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 be on your podcast and to share my story because you know the, the this generation needs to you know uh hear about me and, and hear about the things you know for their own experience so you know for you to you know have me on your show is an honor and you know hopefully i could share my story more so these kids could you know really know you know how it goes down the biggest thing i think junior is leave and you touched on this and i'm much older than you are well not that much but i look like it um it's like is 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 the power of social media like you talked about it right you mentioned having the blackberry and and uh, bbm right mm-hmm. and i'm sure some of the kids are like what's bbm but now we have these platforms and that's kind of the pride that we're taking is is sharing these canadian stories and basketball stories of people who can we can take something away like i don't enjoy listening to a podcast where i don't learn anything about someone i like to listen and hear a story where I can apply it to my life or, you know, maybe connect with it. And I think when people hear that story for the first time that don't know yours, they will do that. And, and we're yeah. thankful that you were able to do that. And, and I do hope your story continues to get out there because it's one of, I mean, the Achilles story on its own is that's a whole podcast in itself, man. Crazy. But, uh, Crazy. You know, and, and just the, the, the amount of determination and will that you showed to continue to get up when lots of us would have just stayed down, right? And, and to continue to fight through those things. And those will, those will be things that your kids will pick up on, that people mm-hmm. I'm sure that are in your circle already pick up and love and appreciate about you, right? And uh, right. the more people that can hear about it, the better, because it just makes the world a better place. And maybe some young baller will hear it and make them a better baller because of it. So so thank right. you for your time today, sir. Man, thank you, man. Oh, it's a pleasure. You bet. Uh, continued success and blessings and to you and your family what a great episode shout out to our sponsors Parkside Brewery and Good Lad Clothing and we'll catch you on the next one